This is a comedy show about black mental health and race. None of the views expressed here should be considered advice. This is a content and trigger warning. Some audience members may find the show's content to be harmful and disturbing. Not as annoying as this fucking music! This comedy discusses issues that are adult in nature. You must be 18 or over to listen. The views expressed are independent of any podcast platforms or sponsors. Now that we've eliminated, exploited, or offended everyone in the known fucking universe, please enjoy the show. If you have an actual emergency, please dial 911. Peace. Welcome to Zoom. Enter your meeting ID followed by pound. You are in the meeting now. You are the first participant. Please stand by. Cool. Assalamu alaikum, brother. Welcome back to our show. Peace to the God. This is the show on black mental health and race. And I am MF Doug, and my co host is Dr. Moore. Welcome back, brother. Indeed. Um, you know, um, this is Black History Month, and um, usually have um, some type of um, information um, to celebrate um, the advances of Black people, not only in the United States, but uh, globally. Um, one of the significant things that is coming up um, in the next few days is the assassination of Malcolm X, one of uh, many controversial subjects, which is um, which can be quite polarizing and uh, uh, divisive to Black people in general. Uh, those taking the side of uh, who shot Malcolm X, as opposed to other factions. Uh, one in particular being those who would like to um, not necessarily oppose who shot Malcolm X, but would be more inclined to people to continue his legacy rather than focus on who shot him, because that can be very divisive. Um, any opening thoughts on um, this subject? Um, hopefully, we'll come back for a, a minor third um, subject uh, on just general news. But I, I wanted to get this in before I forgot it. Um, commemoration of the assassination of Malcolm X. Any opening thoughts? Interesting. Um, talk about Black History and Black History Month. And I think we spoke um, to some degree last week about how it started, where it started. And I think I mentioned that uh, Black History uh, Week, Black History Month actually started at um, my fraternity, Omega Sapphire Fraternity Incorporated, actually started at a 1920 conclave um, with my fraternity brother, uh, Dr. Carter G. Woodson. Um, and it, he was challenging the brothers of Omega Sapphire 
to um, look at the history and the achievements and accomplishments of Black people um, at that time. We, I think at that point in 1920, we were like 55 years away from slavery. Um, and he was asking us or challenging us as, as brothers um, of the fraternity to, to start to do this. And that's where Black History um, Week, Black History Month started. Was 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 with my um, fraternity, um, but was even. Uh, uh, but what to add to that history is that um, why he chose February. Um, he chose February because it was actually the the, the birthdays um, of Abraham Lincoln and um, uh, uh, Booker T. No. Not Booker T. Frederick Douglass. Yes, sir. Um, they were actually both born in, in that month, and so that's why he chose that month. And so a lot of people argue, well, why we have Black History Month in in February, the shortest month of the year, and that's not fair. But um, but then the simple answer to that is, well, so you really don't know the history. That's why you're asking that question. Um, mm. But the 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 the, the the, the real answer to that is he didn't choose no nobody said you can only have february he he chose february as the month because it was the month of the birthday of um abraham lincoln and um and, and frederick douglas um and because frederick douglas was extremely instrumental um and had the ear of abraham lincoln um, during that time, uh, in terms of the Emancipation Proclamation, um, and because he was the president at that time that actually implemented the Emancipation Proclamation, that's why he chose that month. Yes, sir. Uh, our number here is one six four six eight seven six nine nine two three. This is the Zoom number if anyone would like to participate in this or any other conversation that we have going forward. Uh, we are um, doing our broadcast live through Zoom, and these broadcasts will be uploaded on Anchor, the Anchor podcast, uh, within two days. So maybe by Monday or Tuesday, uh, you can listen back to these recordings on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, wherever you uh, listen to your podcasts. Uh, we're talking about uh, the assassination of Malcolm X and um, what it means to us, uh, given that this is Black History Month and not to reduce Black History Month to um, just a month, but uh, just for the world to acknowledge that Black people history is world history. Um, it's not necessarily, as you just said, brother, the, the shortest month of the year. It's just um, it the, the founder of uh, Black History Week, Father G. Woodson, um, wanted to uh, remember Abraham Lincoln and uh, 
Who's the other person? Oh, Frederick Douglass. Uh, that's a good point to bring up. Um, any other thing you wanted to say on Malcolm X or the assassination? Uh, well, there's so much um, controversy around um, the assassination of, of, of Malcolm X. Um, I think it's a, wait a minute, his assassination date was what, February? February 21st, 1965. Um, to lose that brother um, so early on, you know, in, in his life, um, the contributions that he made at such an early age um, has spoken volumes to where we are today. And it, it speaks volumes to how um, there's no death to the righteous because he continues to live on and on and on through us because we continue to celebrate celebrate his life and celebrate his memory, celebrate his contributions. Um, just a phenomenal uh, human being, um, born in some traumatic uh, situations and, um, you know, overcoming them and, you know, helping us to understand that, you know, wow, we mourn his death and his life on uh, today that he served he served his time um in in his time right um yeah. meaning that while we feel his time was short here you know on on the on the planet earth and what we understand to be reality um he lived long enough to do what he came to do and and he served that purpose. And Indeed. while we while we feel it was cut short, um, I I don't know that it was. I, I think that um, that's you know our selfishness makes us feel that it was short. But um, the the brother lived a lifetime. In his, what was it when he died? 30, 26, 36. Um, uh, 39, 39 years old. 39. Yeah, uh, he accomplished more in his 39 years than some people have accomplished in their whole 80, 90 years of life. Indeed. Uh, there's a lot that we could say uh, in furtherance of uh, this topic, um, but uh, we will allow the audience to remember Malcolm X as they wish, and uh, hopefully we find common ground. I know as being a former member of the Nation of Islam, I have a lot of opinions um, about Malcolm X 
and the tragedy that occurred on February 21st, 1965. And sometimes I can get into heated debates about what did happen. But um, I think in 2021, February 2022, excuse me, um, finding common ground is more important than who to blame for his untimely death. It was certainly uh, a tragedy and a um, a blow to the progress of uh, the Black experience here in America and ultimately globally in world history. I think not only for Black people, but for the the world in general. We need more people like uh, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. Um, we're going to um, try to uh, go through these uh, next topics um, quickly and try to end this podcast on time. Um, did you hear about your boy, uh, Jim Jones in Gucci? Yeah, Jim Jones? <laughs> Not the Kool-Aid killer. Uh, the rapper, uh, your boy, uh, Jim Jones. <laughs> you know, I'm joking with you when I say your boy. But, uh, yeah, because he's from New York, so he's really your boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I doubt that, uh, seriously, the way his mentality is doesn't seem very New York. He's in, um, the Gucci store on Fifth Avenue shooting a video of him spending $29,000 in Gucci and and complaining that he didn't get any champagne or VIP treatment while in the VIP room at Gucci. Are you familiar with these haunts, brother? These places of... uh, High class. Uh, Bob Douglas. Um, (laughs) While my my name might be Dr. Moore, um, I have never had $29,000 to spend uh, in one place at one time. So uh, I'm sorry. I, I I can't relate, bro. Um, it, I yeah, I, I can't imagine spending twenty nine thousand. I mean, I, I can't imagine spending a thousand dollars without some type of treatment. But um, <laughs> if, you, you know, if if you spend twenty nine thousand uh, dollars at one time in one place. And you don't feel that you uh, receive proper type of treatment. Um, I don't. I don't blame the store. I blame you. Hmm. Which is why I, I came up with that little uh, 
being facetious that he's your boy. I don't understand that type of mentality either. If somebody, I know the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us, stay out of places um, that don't want us. We can build our own places. Now, we're not there yet in terms of Black progress about building our own industries and places of uh, speculating wealth, retail, and all of this other business. However, to sit there as a black man and complain about mistreatment, about giving your money to uh, European um, retailers seems self-defeating. Your thoughts? I, I don't have any respect for anybody that does anything that stupid. You can't be... Um, <laughs> um, I don't care whether you're a, a rapper or a journeyman or um, whoever you might be. But if you have twenty-nine thousand, thirty thousand, or a thousand dollars to spend any any place, and the people that you're spending that money with don't don't value you, I think you are a bigger fool than the people that don't value you. Because if you work that hard to earn that much money and then you're going to go give it to somebody who doesn't respect you, you're a bigger fool than the people that are going to take your money. And you could call us on that number if you are having trouble digesting what was just conveyed. Because um, some of you still don't get it. Um, it's okay to spend your money with Gucci, Mercedes, or whoever you want to spend your money with. But uh, do understand that uh, the champagne that they give you in the Gucci room is not even top shelf. It comes in a glass. <laughs> so, so you don't realize how cheap that champagne is. Uh, it is a courtesy. And... Um, if you if you got twenty nine thousand dollars, you can buy your own champagne. Uh, would be the point for me, and you can treat yourself well, even if you don't get treated well in Gucci. Don't expect that from um, other people. Don't even expect that from your own people. Uh, treating yourself well, or it should be personalized, not um, expected from others. Right. One of the things I tell my clients is when I'm talking to my clients and I run into a situation where they have been mistreated, one of the first questions I ask them is, when you look in the mirror, what do you think and how do you feel about who you are? Hmm. Because to me, if you look in the mirror and it makes you smile, if you look in the mirror and you feel good, there's no way someone can devalue or mistreat you and you feel like it's okay. Hmm. Right? And so when, when I'm talking to my clients and, and, they, and, and I hear these stories that they tell me about 
you know, these bad relationships or challenging relationships, I, I say to them, okay, we're gonna take a minute, right? And I'm, I just want to ask you, how do you feel about you? Right. Right, because uh, it, what, the thing that I know is that if you don't value you, other people aren't gonna value you. If you don't see value in you, other people aren't going to see value in you, and 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 right. they are and they are going to and they're going to see that you don't see value in you, and so right. as a result, they're going to treat you accordingly. Exactly. And 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 guess what? And you're going to accept it. <laughs> you have no other choice, uh, as Malcolm X said. <laughs> you are going to beg somebody else. <laughs> about um something that you can do for yourself. Bro, let me tell you something. When you when you value who you are, when you value who you are, when you love who you are, when you respect who you are, nobody is going to disrespect that. With, right. with and if they do, it's not going to be without a cause. Right. Right. Nor like should, nor should it affect you in such a manner. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Meaning that, man, nobody's gonna talk to me recklessly, right? Right, and 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 I don't mean that in the way that I used to mean that. What I mean by that is like, (laughs) there used to be a time where you know, you know, I, I I mean, would you know, respond with certain. Yeah, I I I may respond with, with 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 my hands, but I'm not going to do that today. But what I am going to do um, is I'm going to remove myself from that environment. Yes, sir. Right. There's not going to be, you know, um, my Angelo said, when people show you who they are the first time, believe them. Hmm. So that's going to happen one time. And that one time is going to be the only time that 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 ever happened. Because. I'm because I'm, I'm not going to allow or create the atmosphere for that to happen again. Right. Exactly, and that that's where you have to be mentally tough. Um, one of the things that I, I wanted to um, discuss tonight was, who do you think you are? And it's a rhetorical question, but it's based on this conversation that we're having now. Not simply about Jim Jones, but who do you think you are is the mentality that you have to have when dealing with other people. Whether you're dealing with groups or individuals, you have to have some high self-esteem, confidence about who you are as opposed to who people would uh, prefer to treat you like. During uh, Jim Crow and slavery, we had to build our own self-esteem, even though on a daily basis, they tried and tested us to think lower of ourselves in order to maintain slavery, to maintain racial injustice, so that we would be humble to the way they thought about us. We had to have that self-pride. Any last thoughts on that subject before we move on? 
Um, that takes me to um, uh, a story that um, Moses was having with, with the burning bush that he was having with God. Mm. And he said, well, um, who should I tell them that I am? Mm. And, God, and God said, tell them I am that I am. Amen. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, another story in the news, um, Black news or, of significant to Black people, maybe or maybe not. Uh, your girl, Whoopi Goldberg, is back on the view, brother. I'm sure you are teeming with pride that she's back. Well, um, <laughs> I, I am elated. Uh, I'm sure I, you have a lot to say. I really don't, because I really didn't even know that that was the case. Uh, it tells you how much I followed that up. Um, <laughs> Shall we move on? <laughs> yeah. So I, but, I don't. But, I don't. But it, go, it goes back to the to the mental point. Uh, excuse me for cutting you off of who do you think you are and us getting back up um now some may look at it whoopi goldberg going back as she was properly uh, punished and now she's given another chance to do right and some of us may see it as the slave mentality that your mileage may vary depending on the way you think. Any last words on that? Well, I, I think when you and I initially had that conversation, I, I said that she should have learned from Nick Cannon. Um, and, and again, um, you know, I don't see her situation any different than, than Nick Cannon. If in fact she was cold um, and then she went back to work, then that's probably exactly what it was because that's what happened to Nick. Nick uh, spoke, and he spoke, in my opinion, in an unintelligent manner about something that he did not have all the facts and details about, and then he was schooled. Um, and then he um, was permitted um, at the chastisement to either go back to work or not go back to work. He chose to <laughs> go back. He chose to go back to work. Um, Whoopi, the same. Mm. Hey, that does bring up a point before we move on from this point. Um, what we initially started with, the medical research. Are there scholarly um, opposing views? Yes. Okay, go can ahead. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Are there, are there scholarly opposing views to what Whoopi said and what um, Nick Cannon said? I don't know. I, I haven't read scholarly v reviews about that. Because um, I don't know the scholars would even, I, you know, I don't know the scholars would even speak on that. Um, I, I think that um, Jews would probably speak on that. Um, but I don't know if it's Jewish scholars that have spoken on it or not. Um, so I, I, yeah. don't, I don't know the answer to that. 
well, I, I will say intelligently, hopefully, as people who regard it as intelligent, that uh, Jewish people are allowed to have um, their interpretation. Um, however, um, their interpretation is um, confined to themselves, not to world politics nor to world views of what is accepted as um, terminology like race that was established before uh, they had any say-so on what race is um, or on what they um, have contributed or not contributed to uh, slavery in America. Um, that, that there are scholarly opposing views, um, some of them by Jewish scholars themselves that wrote about uh, slavery and have wrote about race and um, how it's identified or codified. Now, I, I do agree with you that, that certain people like Nick Cannon or Whoopi Goldberg may not be qualified to say that. But um, I think she was given uh, a raw deal if the show is called The View and you're allowed to express your opinions. She could be corrected without um, another symbolic beating of a black woman saying something wrong or ignorant. I think that uh, we've had a history of that and for that to come to the forefront of Black History Month really didn't sit well with me. And I don't know if everybody sees it that way, but I think it was a legitimate gripe of how they tried to publicly whip her per se. Okay, I respect that. Um, your boys, uh, <laughs> I know you how much of a big New York Knicks fan you are, brother, living in Washington, D.C. Uh, I know how much you love the Knicks like you love Spike Lee. Well, uh, they were in a precarious situation a couple of days ago where they were winning a game against the, another team of uh, disappointments, the uh, Brooklyn Nets, and they were up by 28 points in the fourth quarter. Did you hear how the Knicks still wound up losing that game? Are you talking about two New York teams playing one up? <laughs> I know how much that's near and dear to your heart, sir. <laughs> of course, I'm being facetious, but uh, you get the point. How the fuck do you lose? You, you know that uh, New York Knicks just broke the record for just total incompetence and breakdown. You, they they broke the record for or tied the record for, um, I think 1962. So, the last time somebody lost a game up 28 points in the fourth quarter. 
Let, let me just feed into this narrative that you uh, have created. Yes, sir. You know, uh, um, sure and and it's, as facetious as you are being, um, I'll, I'll play along, but I, you know, I'll play, um, well, not devil's advocate, but I'll just play along and say that. Man, that's very typical of a New York of a New York team. Hmm. Which is why I'm not a New York fan. And people say, "Hey, but you live there. You can't. <laughs> you're not a fan if you if you're not following the Knicks or the Nets." I'm like, I, the, the the geographic location has nothing to do with being losers. These motherfuckers are losers. I don't right, want nothing not- to. Do- Bro, that's not that's not fair, bro. I'm saying I'm 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 it's with my Washington football. I'm, I don't I'm want with nothing to do with New York. Bro, but bro, you you a Cowboy fan? They losers too, right? right. I used to so, be a, a Cowboy fan though. See, that that's the, the point that most people don't get. I have the right to say or assess that. Something about these motherfuckers, the Cowboys, the New York Knicks, the New York Nets, the Brooklyn Nets, um, the New York Mets. Something about these teams is not quality. And I don't care if I live here or not or how long I've been a fan of you or not. I have come to the point, not only in sports, but in life in general, my um script my narrative is you gotta you gotta start winning or i'm leaving i'm done wow Wow. bro you know what (laughs) wow bro you know what um i don't know how i feel about that bro um one you there's no sense of loyalty whatsoever and and um and, 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 and unless you're winning you're not there. And I, I I have to say that I don't know I don't know that you succeed at, at much in life with that type of mentality. Because I believe if at first you don't succeed, try, try, try again. Nothing beats the failure with a try. Brother, those, those, them brothers been trying since 1960s. It's I'm okay. <laughs> but you know what? But but you know what? But but you know what? Let, let me say this: if yes, if that's if if that's the case, if I look at my life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't go to college until four years after high school. I didn't finish college until eight years later, mm-hmm. right? Um, because if you count four years from college, uh, from high school, and then four years with college. That's eight years. I did a master's degree that would have took the average person two two years. It took me about four, right? Um, mm. I did a doctoral program that would have took the average person um, maybe three to four years. It took me like six or seven, right? Mm. Um, I failed my comps the first time and you know had to take it again. Uh, it took me two years to write a dissertation. Um, it took me another two years to get licensed to become a therapist. Um, I failed the first exam. If if it was about wins and losses, 
I probably had more losses than I've had wins. So if a person is betting on me, outside of me, they probably say, you know what? Hey, that dude's a loser. <laughs> I doubt that seriously, but but I see your point. I see your your analogy that you're trying to can uh, establish. But uh, there's some people that that just not a go. They're not going to get it. I I think what was different in your personal case, your individual case, was you had the insight to see where you failed and correct it. And that is a quality, not um, given to most people. Most people that fail will continue to fail. Uh, But I think uh, one of the things that you said about psychotherapy is having insight. uh, Something that's not um, readily available. Is that the word I'm looking for? It's not common for people to have insight, but we'd all be perfect human beings. Mm. Okay, but so now you just, I just want to bet on. I just want to bet on the teams that are perfect for that year. Next season, it starts all over again. I, I want to vet out the teams that I think are, are going to lose and try to find the teams that are going to win. And that's with uh, black. Power, and that's with uh, sports or anything in life. I want to bet on the best team. Mm. Um, okay, so you just made me think about something. Um, insight. Um, am I taking insight for granted then? Because <laughs> I, 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 I am under the impression that. Um, most people have insight, if not all people. Are you, are you, are you telling me that you don't have it? <laughs> no, so, so, no, so let's, no, 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 let's remove the teams for a second. We'll come back to that. Um, yeah, and let's just talk about human beings. Um, because I used to believe that all human beings were, had empathy. I, I've learned that that's not the case. Right, mm. everybody doesn't have empathy. Um, mm. It's not a it's not a natural thing. I thought it was, but it's not. So you're telling me um, that everybody doesn't have insight. Now that's a so that's a new realization for me. If that's the case, are you telling me that most people or don't have insight? I think it's more that the degree of insight that you have, and whether those insights are correct may have some type of determination as to your success. Um, okay, elaborate. Not, not that, that people don't, don't have insight. It's that how you use that insight. Okay. Okay. So it, it doesn't necessarily um, refute the fact that innately we do have insight as human beings the fact that we can think but um it's the degree to which you have that and how you use it which may determine your success in life 
there, there are other factors like racism, sexism, uh, financial condition that 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 um, may affect it as well. But uh, in terms of uh, one of the factors that that one should consider, um, I think having a high degree of insight about your life may be helpful in making you cost corrections because we all make mistakes that will be beneficial to your life, making cost corrections. Stephen A. said that the Knicks are national disgrace. <laughs> yeah, but 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 I got I got to distance myself from um the, the, the sports A. arena and well, well no Stephen A. Smith I, I mean I like the brother he's my frat brother also um <laughs> but I I um Stephen Stephen A. Smith is entertainment to me um but what sure I don't, am I sure he's what. He sure is Stephen A. Smith. He's very entertaining. Yeah, he, he's 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 entertainment. That's what he get paid to do is entertain. <laughs> um, and so that's what I take him as entertainment. But um, you know, I definitely see sports different than I see like individual life, right? Um, you know, sports is sports is not just sports. Sports is politics. You know, it's it's a whole bunch of things. It's business. It's, it's not, you know, like a one individual ideology about something. There's a whole lot of things that go into sports. So when you get invested in sports, you know, I, I, I think that, um, you know, you do yourself a disservice, um, depending on how bested you get, because you you don't really have no say so outside of your emotional and intelligence or lack of your emotional intelligence about a particular mm-hmm. team. Um, right. You know, I mean, you have no influence on them whatsoever. Beyond, right? Right. <laughs> right. You just a fan. Beyond your 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 hopes that they win. <laughs> Right, you just you just a fan, and a token to get you on the train. Yeah, you just a fan. So, I mean, I look, I the Washington Redskins, Washington football team, the now Washington Commanders, the Washington Bullets, the Washington Wizards. <laughs> I, I I rock I rock with them. You know, we're probably the most fickle team in the you know in the league of basketball mm. and football. I don't know that anybody has had more different names than what we've had, right? <laughs> you know, and, you know, we as the Bullets or the Wizards have sucked forever. But I, I rock with them. Win, lose, or draw, I rock with them. You know? <laughs> well, well, brother, I'm going to get you all the mental health that you may need to process right. <laughs> being a trust, fan of any Trust me, bro. <laughs> well, guess what? Well, guess what? You know, what? I I will take it, but I don't need it because it because it's not that serious to me. It is not now, that serious. Now, that makes a lot of sense to me. See, I, that's what I wasn't getting because I take it very serious. The teams that I pick, and uh, 
that may be the the significant difference in in our way of thinking. Um, this um, last segment, the theme was, "Who are you really?" Uh, because from Jim Jones to Whoopi Goldberg to whoever the person or group of people are, how they think of themselves may be uh, a good determinant of um, how well they get along in life, how how well they fare in life, how well they fare as a team, as a group, as a race, as an individual, may have a determination of how they feel about themselves. It's not the only determination, but uh, it, w- it would be a very important one. Lastly, brother, I wanted to um, talk about... Uh, Angela Rye being hired by ESPN, uh, not for her knowledge of sports. She admittedly says she does not have one iota of um, sports knowledge, but they hired her for her cultural uh, diversity um, background, uh, social justice and um, uh, class and racism. Uh, speak on topics like uh, that of the um, potential coach. What was the black uh, the black coach that is suing the NFL? I think his last name is Lewis. Oh yeah, um, he's suing the, the NFL. Yeah, right. He's suing the NFL for um, racial discrimination. As a, a black coach, uh, the Rudy Rule says that um, the people, uh, the NFL, has to at least interview black candidates before they can hire anyone. Uh, some, uh, particularly uh, on the right uh, or white side of politics, thinks that this is unfair treatment. Uh, they have a total disregard for the history of race, the history of slavery in America, and how that disadvantage was allowed to go on for four to five hundred years and still continues to this day, but uh, never acknowledge that that disadvantage has to be course corrected. Any final thoughts on that, brother? Mm, you said a lot, bro. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> yes, sir. Anything that um, you fancy about any of that? Well, you talked about um, the black football coach, and mm-hmm. but you talked about someone else before that. Uh, Angela Rye. She's like Angela. a political activist. Right. She's hired by ESPN, not for sports knowledge, but. Um, yeah bro i, I kind of feel the same way i felt about jay-z right mm-hmm. um when he met with the commissioner you know and nfl um uh, uh um his estate and people were very up in arms about him meeting with them um, Jay-Z isn't political. He's an, an attorney. He's an influencer in the Black community. And people felt a particular way 
about him and why was he the person that, you know, was going to be the spokespeople, spokesperson, X, Y, Z. But then you ended up with a Super Bowl halftime um, event that was monumental, right? Hmm. Um, you ended up with Eminem taking a knee, you know, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, 50 Cent, Kendrick Lamar. That was all Jay-Z. Hmm. You know, wow. you, you, you didn't have... A significant halftime show. Yeah. But that that was all Jay-Z. Wow. I didn't know that part. You know, and then you had this um, other part where um, they had these, these things um, that was drawn on the football field, like All Lives Matter, whatever, you know, that, that type. All that stuff was influenced by Jay-Z. You know, um, so, you know, Angela Rye um, being the attorney for the football um, national, I think it was wise on their behalf. Very, very smart mm-hmm. to say, you know what, um, you know what, we we really don't know. I mean, maybe this guy's right. Maybe we need to hire somebody that understands black issues. Right, and so I think they were very wise in doing that. Now the question then becomes, well, Angela Ryan, why did you take the position? Why, right. why, why are you doing that? But and I, just I to fi- clarify, the position that she took is not as attorney; it's as a special correspondent, like a journalism position, covering race, culture, and social justice. Sorry for cutting you off. Go ahead. Yeah, no problem. Um, you were well, talking about her. Yeah. Yeah. You were talking so, about them hiring her. Yeah. So people are criticizing her for taking the role that she's taken. And I think it's way too early to criticize her to do that. Um, because I think about the people that criticized Johnny Cochran for for being mm-hmm. OJ's attorney, mm-hmm. right? I I I I don't know. You know, black people are so fickle, man. We're so, you know, we criticize one another so hard every time, all the time, before we get the facts. Or before we even, you, you know, we're not a homogeneous people. We're not a monolithic type of people, right? So, but we're so quick to criticize other people for doing things that we ourselves don't don't do shit about. And and you know, part of that is our conditioning. Yeah, but 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 in that our conditioning that we have of our own. Yeah, but but that's what I'm saying, man. You know, so I'm always like when you bring Whoopi Goldberg or different people, you know, to our conversations at you know different times. I'm always apprehensive to just jump right in and be like, you know, tear this person down, beat this person down, beat the situation. I'm always like, you know, well, you know, hold up, bro. <laughs> you know, I don't know this to be the case. I don't know this. 
I don't know the details, you know, and I'm not going <laughs> in on, on people like that, you know, because I, I just don't know. So I'm and I'm not going to go in on Angela Rock because because mm-hmm. what I, what I know is that I don't know. You know, right. but what I do know, the same way with Jay-Z, people were going in on him. Why is he meeting with them? He ain't got no business meeting with them. I heard people criticize. Oh, I heard they was meeting with Al Sharpton. Why would they be meeting with him? And hmm. listen, I, I, bro, I'm telling you right now. What black people say? I ain't got time for that. Bro, I ain't got time for that. <laughs> we, we still have a lot of self-hatred. And, uh, yeah, bro. I, I ain't got time for that, bro. And I'm not going to. It comes up in our psyche. Yeah, I, I, I'm. It ain't gonna come up in mind because I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deal with it. I'm not, yes, gonna, deal with it. I'm not gonna entertain that, bro. And it's yes, not sir. gonna be, um, someplace where someone can go back and listen to me mm. beating down another black person, particularly when I don't even know all the details. You know, mm. with me criticizing Whoopi Goldberg. What we should have learned, if if from nothing else. Is, is that we've already done that. You know, beating down Malcolm, beating down Martin, beating down Du Bois, beating down Frederick Douglass, you know, beating down one another. We should have learned from our past that that gets us no place. That gets mm. us no place. Mm. Yes, sir. You know, we, we don't advance the culture with, 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 with that. Mm. I'm sorry, that's a good question. Uh, that's a good question because um, one of the themes of tonight's show was who are we? Not um, who who do you think you are? Um, in a in a in a in a downtrodden way, but who do you think you are? Having that self esteem and confidence that we can contribute to society. Uh, and having insight uh, or the ability to make course corrections, even if we don't seem qualified to the rest of society, we we do have a significant role to play, not only in Black history, but in world history. We can make those advantages. Any last words, brother? We're at one minute and one hour and 30 minute mark. Uh, I'll give you the last word. Oh, one other thing. Um, did you know that Gene uh, Deal, uh, Puffy's bodyguard, is a cute? Do you know that? <coughs> no, I don't know that. That's, uh, I heard him, uh, I listen to his live sometimes, and he's the one that suggested that um, Puffy didn't love Biggie and that it was the person from the Nation of Islam that shot Biggie on that fateful night. Um, I just wanted to know if you've heard of any affiliation of Gene Deal with the Qs. I, I know he does person. have a college background. I don't know his uh, fraternity status, but uh, he mentioned that in passing. Uh, but let me go back to giving you the last word for tonight, brother, on anything. 
No, bro, I don't know. We we, we talk about a lot. Um, and I, I just, I don't know, in, in conclusion, I think that, oh, I would hope that, um, you know, when we know better, we do better as black people. Mm. Yes, sir. And on that note, we are going to end the podcast. Hopefully we've had an interesting conversation that uh, you, the listening audience, may want to participate in one day. Um, We are live on uh, Zoom, and this recording will be available on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, and any uh, of the familiar platforms that you listen to your podcast on. We thank you for listening, and hopefully you come back next week. Peace to the universe. Peace to the God. The views expressed are independent of any podcast platforms or sponsors.